Welcome to the Effortless English Show with the world's number one English teacher, A.J. Hogue, where A.J.'s more than 40 million students worldwide finally learn English once and for all without the boring textbooks, classrooms, and grammar drills. Here's A.J. with a quick piece to help you learn to speak fluent English effortlessly. Hi, I'm AJ Hogue, the author of Effortless English, Learn to Speak English Like a Native, and the father of the Effortless English system that trains you, teaches you, you speak English fluently, you speak English powerfully, you speak English confidently, you speak English effortlessly. When you join, when you commit to my VIP program at EffortlessEnglishClub.com, EffortlessEnglishClub.com, go there, join and commit to my VIP program, Commit, Don't Quit, and you will succeed. Today we're talking about quality, quality, two words, quality and quantity, quality and quantity, and why these two words are important for our happiness and for our success. Because in many ways, we live in a world now that is focused on quantity. Quantity means amount, right? It means more, 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 more. Numbers, large numbers, amount. The, the real meaning of quantity is amount. So measured in numbers usually. Quality, however, is the... It's a little harder to measure, actually. Quality Quality is more of like the goodness of something, right? If something is high quality, then it is it is excellent. It is good, right? A quality person is someone who is virtuous and good. Quality food has good nutrition and it's healthy and it tastes good and it's fresh. All of these things together. These are qualities. Qualities are very hard to measure with numbers. Quality is not really about amount. You know, you can have, with quality, in fact, some often you need to have a smaller amount. For good quality, you'd need more time. For good quality, you need maybe smaller numbers. So, for example, in your relationships, we have a, a world now with social media that focuses on quantity, the numbers, right? Have a lot of Facebook friends. I have 500 Facebook friends. I have 10,000 followers on Instagram, right? It's just numbers, quantity. But the quality is terrible, usually, right? They're not really friends. They don't really know you. You don't know them. They don't care about you. There's no love. There's no connection. None of these wonderful qualities. Quality... Relationships means you have a, a lot of love, a lot of trust, right? There's, it's a good quality relationship. If we're talking about friendships, right? You have experience and trust and connection. You can help, you help the other person, they help you. It's all these deep qualities. And usually then we only have a small number of friends like that, most people. It's, it's, in fact, it's probably impossible to have a huge number of really good quality friends. They, they work against each other because to have good quality friends requires a lot of time. It requires time and energy and effort, and these are limited. We have a limited amount of time every day. We have limited energy. And so... To make a very high-quality friendship, it requires time. It often requires years and years. Now, 
We also have this even in something like English learning, where again, we have quantity and quality and they kind of work together. And I want to talk about this because in our challenge, we will focus on quantity, the number of hours. And that's good. In many ways, learning English, it is about hours. But I don't want you to forget quality, okay? Because it's possible. In fact, I, you know, I've done it now, even with Japanese. It's possible to put on an audio and listen, let's say listen for two hours, but not really listening. You know, this is, it's hard. I know it's difficult because I have the same problem. Sometimes, like some nights, let's say one, two nights ago, Two nights ago, I, I, I stay up all night with the babies. So I've got several hours I can listen and I mostly just listen to Japanese while I take care of the babies. Well, two nights ago, man, my mind was just like good energy. I was very focused. I think it was two, two or three nights ago. <laughs> Maybe three. <laughs> anyway, and I all my listening hours, I think I did like three or four hours of listening and I was very focused. They were high quality minutes, high quality hours. I was really listening carefully to the audios. I was really trying to hear all the phrases and really concentrating on the meaning and really good quality. I got a lot from those hours of listening, right? And so not just the number, but the quality was great. Now, on the other hand, yesterday, last night, I was exhausted Okay, I was so tired from the babies. Two, almost three nights with very little sleep. And I could not focus. Okay, so yeah, you know, I turned on the Japanese maybe three hours. But honestly, mm, how much of that time was I really focused? Was I really concentrating? I would say maybe 20 minutes. I mean, honestly, it was just super low quality. I was so tired. Uh, my stomach was kind of upset. I just really was not paying attention. So yeah, it's kind of in the background going. It's, uh, it's, it's kind of Japanese sounds happening, but I'm not noticing any of the words or phrases. I'm not really noticing the meaning of anything. Very low quality. Now, I have an app. I count my hours, right? I'm already doing it, just getting ready for our challenge. And I decided, you know, I, last night I was going to enter the full amount of time. And then I thought, you know, I'm not going to do it. Because, yeah, the audio was playing for three hours, let's say. I don't know, maybe four hours I was playing the audio. But really, I was not listening. I was not benefiting from that. It, the quality was so low. I think I actually entered just 20 minutes for the whole night. A very, a 30, maybe 30. I can't remember. I think I, maybe it was 30 minutes. So I, I did not count all of those hours because in my opinion, they were such low quality. I really wasn't learning anything, right? So this is honor system. Again, we're, Remember, this is for our benefit individually, okay? There's, there's no prize. If you win the challenge, it doesn't matter if you're number two or three. It doesn't really matter because you're not really competing against somebody else. So what I encourage you to do when you count the hours of reading, when you count your hours of listening, only count the quality hours when you are really benefiting, okay? Some people play English when they sleep. Okay, fine. Maybe there's some little benefit from that, from some of the sounds, especially as you're falling asleep and when you first wake up. But 
don't count those hours, okay? You're sleeping eight hours and the English is playing. The benefit is very, very low because the quality of listening, the quality of concentration is too low. And even, you know, I, I recommend, it's your choice, it's up to you, you know, what you, what you want to do. But for me, I, I'm not going to count low quality time. So if I have an hour uh, where I'm, the Japanese is playing and I'm not really understanding, I'm not really concentrating, I'm thinking about something else, uh, I'm not going to count that. It's, you know, maybe there's a little benefit still from that. There may be some, I'm hearing the sounds, I'm hearing the phrases occasionally, but it's low quality, so for me, I'm not going to count that. I only want to count the high quality time when I'm really understanding, you know, or at least really concentrating and trying to understand. You're not always going to understand, of course, especially with listening, but at least focusing, at least hearing the phrases and the words, even if you don't know the meaning of everything, but you're at least really focusing and concentrating. High quality time. So again, you know, and this is the same, it's the same for a sport, okay? I don't know, let's say weightlifting. You're trying to lift weights and you want to get strong. Okay, you can just go in and just do fast repetitions. Uh, you know, I talk about this with pull-ups are the great example. You see on videos sometimes on YouTube, people doing pull-ups. I can do 20 pull-ups, they say. And you watch the video and they're swinging around with their kicking their legs and doing this kind of stuff. It looks crazy, right? And they say, oh, I did 20 pull-ups. It's low quality, right? They're using the swinging of their legs to help themselves get up. They're not really using a good form. They're not really using the, the, the main muscles that the pull-up is supposed to help. You know, the back muscles, the biceps, right? It's a low quality pull-up. And you know, for me, again, like I don't count that right? You get a better benefit in terms of gaining your, getting stronger, really getting stronger with your muscles when you do those pull-ups slowly. Or, you know, you can do them fairly quickly, but with that perfect form, nice and tight, no swinging around, none of that nice, clean, quality pull-ups. And if you really want to do it, go a little bit slowly where you're, and you get the chin all the way above the bar, and then you go down. You don't just drop down suddenly. You kind of go down nice with good control. You're, you're controlled and smooth the whole time. That's quality, and you're going to get better results from that kind of exercise. And the same of lifting a weight. Again, you can throw it around, and it's uh, you're, you're going to get less benefit. Practicing a sport, if you're practicing golf, I mentioned golf because, you know, it's one that I do sometimes and I'm, um, you know, you can just go hit the golf ball a hundred times with little concentration and you really will get no benefit. You might even get worse because you're practicing bad habits. So again, if you really want to improve your golf and your golf swing, the practice, the, the practice time has to have good concentration. When you're swinging and practicing, you have to be using good technique, at least trying to use good technique, it's good concentration. And when you hit it badly, then you try to notice, like, what did I do wrong? This is how you learn and benefit from the practice. That's quality practice. Low quality practice, you can go and do a large number, a lot of quantity. You can go hit the ball 500 times, but if you're not concentrating, if you're not trying to use good technique, 
you're not going to get better. You, the, it doesn't matter. You can do 500 times. You can do 1,000 times. It's not really going to help you much because you're doing it with such low quality. So, for our success, we want to have high quality, good concentration with practicing. And then again, in relationships, you know, this in terms of just happiness, you know, that we have success and we also just have our general happiness. And many times it's, it's the quality of your life that makes you happy. It's the quality of your relationships, not the number. You know, if you have, uh, you know, if you have a family, if you have a, a good family, you know, you're married, you have a wife or a husband, you have a couple children, even one child, and you have a couple very close friends, and all those relationships are so are very good, very high quality, you'll be very happy in your social life. That's enough. Just that, if the relationships are good quality, there's a lot of love and trust and connection and closeness, then you will feel a great amount of happiness in that part of your life. Something else, even with money, again, we, what do we focus on with money? What are we taught in the media and movies? And it's all about the quantity, right? Ah, be a billionaire, lifestyles of the rich and famous, the multi-millionaires, the billionaires, you know, the, the super expensive cars, the private jets. None of that's necessary for happiness. You know, financial quality, a high level of financial quality. We're going to learn about it in our next book, actually. Your Money or Your Life by Vicky Robin and Joe Dominguez. It's our next book after Brave New World. And really, that book is about financial quality, not quantity. Because you'll see when we do this book that they teach us, they teach you how to have high quality in your money life, your financial life, without needing a huge amount of money. You know, that's the, one of the main points of that book is you can have financial freedom. You can enjoy life fully. You can feel you have plenty of money for what you want to do and how you want to live. And you don't need a huge amount. You don't need a high quantity. It's more about the quality. It's the discipline you learn with money. It's focusing your money in the right areas, not spending money on useless stuff that does not make you happy. Focusing your money in your life where you will get the maximum happiness and having the maximum Freedom, the feeling of freedom and control with money in your working life. Not just the money, the number, but how you get the money. It's very important. How you get the money is maybe more important than the amount. Certainly as important. You know, if you make a lot of money, but you are super unhappy at your job, you're miserable, unhappy. You're not going to enjoy that. That money is not going to make you happy. Just be, oh, maybe you make a million dollars a year, but then 40 hours a week, you're super unhappy at your job. Plus, you have to go to work, come back. That's really more than 40 hours for a full-time job. It's not a good idea. A lot of people try to do this, though. They think they only focus on the quantity. They only focus on the amount of money. And they completely forget the quality, the quality of the work. You can probably be much happier in a job you love, working with people you enjoy in a positive environment that gives you enough freedom, enough time for vacation, all the things you want in life. 
but maybe you get paid a little less. That's better. That's a better situation. That will give you overall much more happiness. I've used the example so many times, but I'll just say it again. You know, I was much happier. Let's say if I think of different jobs I had. Uh, so I was one summer, couple, a few summers, I think it was three actually summers, I worked at IBM, big company, and uh, as a college student. And for that age, it was a lot of money. It was not really a lot of money, but for my life at that time, it seemed like a lot of money. This big company, just a summer job, I'm just a college student. Wow, seems like I'm making a lot of money. Seemed like I was making a lot of money. But I was super unhappy. I was so miserable during those summers. I was really unhappy. I hated that environment. It was so, so boring for me. So boring. So it did not help. Yeah, I was making more money, but I was much less happy. On the other hand, when I lived in my van, lived in my car, my van, for one year, I was only working part-time delivering sandwiches just in just for lunch you know i probably was working 15 hours a day one five 15 but i was much happier i had freedom i had plenty of time i was you know living in my van was totally fine it was like camping i was used to camping i was with my dog i wasn't lonely i had so much time to go for walks and go camping and do wonderful things and had a very relaxing quality life even though the amount of money was much, much, much less. Of course, if you can do both, it's nice. <laughs> it's nice to have a lot of money and love it. You know, that's, the, of course, the perfect situation to make a lot of money and also love the work. If you can do both, great. But sometimes we have to choose a little bit and it's usually better to choose quality. Quality is where life really is. It's not the numbers in life, okay? In your relationships, it's the quality, not the number that will make you happy. In your financial life, it's the quality of your work, your freedom, your enjoyment, not the amount, not the number of dollars. And indeed, in your English learning, we do need some quantity, in fact. We do need a, a lot of hours, but not garbage hours, okay? Just hours when you're not really listening, when you're not really focusing. Don't I don't they're not really very good. They're not very helpful. You're actually kind of wasting time. Sometimes it's better just to take a break. This is what I realized last night. I thought I was doing something good, right? Forcing myself with those low quality listening hours. But I realized I didn't benefit really. And also I just made myself really tired. I was already tired probably better for me learning Japanese probably better if I just stopped and took a break and just took a break for a few hours and did not listen at all and let my mind rest and then just come back the next day today and get good quality again that would be better just like again with with uh, working out instead of just focusing yourself doing uh, you know constantly let's say pull-ups just every day as many as you can eventually you might injure yourself make yourself too tired some days, if you're feeling really exhausted, it's better not to go to the gym. Better to take an extra day of rest, let your muscles, let your body recover, get your energy back. Then the next day, you have a much better workout. It's, an, it's a better benefit because you get the good quality. 
So overall, I would say we need we have a world that focuses too much on money and amount and numbers, measuring everything with numbers, 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 more, more, more. And we're missing the whole point of life, the whole uh, root of happiness, which is the quality of these things. All right, let's go to our questions and comments live on YouTube today. Yeah, like uh, OMX Perez says, it's not how much money you have. It's most important what you do with the money that you have. Well, indeed it is. How you use the money and how you make it. I think they're both important. How do you get it is very important. And after you get it, how much do you keep? (laughs) What do you do with it? Are you smart and have discipline like Robert Kiyosaki teaches, right? Financial discipline, buying assets, creating that freedom and abundance, or do you just spend it on low quality stuff that does not really make you happy? It's a big difference. You know, as we always say, We can look in the news even and we can see a lot of rich people are very, very, very unhappy. Renu says, I'm reading a book called Catalyst. It's about how to get success in career. Should I continue or stop it? Well, if you like it, keep reading it. Why not? I don't know. I've never read that book. But if you if you enjoy it, if you think it's useful, then yeah, but sure, keep reading. Yeah, Preeti says, some people feel this quality of life is not enough. Despite being rich, they feel that this quality is not enough. Are they greedy? Is something else? Well, again, you know, I've used the example, the Buddhist example of the hungry ghost. There are many in life where they can never get enough. They're so they 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 have this really wrong belief that more 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 will make them happier. So they get a million dollars, but then are they happy finally? They think, you know, when they're poor, they think if I'm a millionaire, I'll be happy. I know it. And they have this goal and finally they achieve it. They get a million dollars. They're not happy, so they think, "Oh, well, I need 2 million actually." A million's not enough. So then they work, 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 and then they get two million. Still not happy. Now they need 10 million. Then they need 20 million. Then 50 million. Then 100 million. It will never end. It will never end. It's very similar to a drug addict. They can never get enough because they they think quantity will give them what they need and will make them happy, but it never will. It never will. There's no amount of money that will finally make you happy. You have to be happy first. And then the money is nice. (laughs) Then the money can give you plenty of choices. You can enjoy that money. But if you are unhappy being when you're poor, you're probably going to be unhappy when you're rich. Yeah, Platforma Platforma 23 says, when we're an employee, the company can change our work environment. It's terrible. Well, indeed, right? You don't have the same amount of control. That's why I don't like being an employee, personally. Uh, Because 
uh, I have less control over my working situation. On the other hand, if you are an employee and, you know, if you maybe you're at a company and you like it, but then it changes, you know, new boss, new company, whatever, uh, new director, whatever, something changes, uh, then just leave. Find a Then you have to go to a different place. You're, you're not a prisoner, so keep looking. Just go find another job. Oh, yeah, yeah. So this is another nice book about money. Pohan Nebo. I've read The Secrets of the Millionaire Mind by T. Harv Ecker. I've read it. It's a bestseller. Yes. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. There's a good, there's some good, there's some good books out there about money. Uh, and I like to balance in my own, you know, financial um, education when I was learning this stuff. I kind of would balance between on one hand how to live more simply, needing less, higher quality. And then I would also read books about how to make more. Because as I said, that's the magic combination. <laughs> if you make more but need less, then you can have freedom much faster. Vladimir Medvedev says people are af afraid to start a business. Some people because they have families afraid to fail, so they're going to set them set up set them up. A failure could equal losing everything. It could if you do it in the wrong way. This is a good point. This is where you have to manage risk. Uh, some people, you know, you've got to manage the risk of starting a business. So if you're doing it the first time, the first time you try to start a business, you don't just quit your job and gamble and pray. It's a bad idea, okay? You know, I've mentioned many times I started Effortless English with like $200, okay? And I started my business when I was still working, okay? I didn't quit my job and then start the business and pray and hope I could pay for my rent and food. Right? And, I was, and I was just newly married at that time also. No, I kept my job, okay? A part-time job. So I lived very simply. I kept my part-time job. The part-time job was like insurance, okay? The part-time job paid for our rent. The part-time job paid for our food. But it was only part-time. So I had enough time to also start Effortless English, start the business on, at the same time. And so then I would go, go to work, do my job, then I'd come home and work on the business. And f luckily, it was very successful very quickly. After six months, when the business was making enough money to pay for our rent and our food and even more, then I quit my job. So I quit my job after six months. But for six months, I was doing both. Okay, this is managing risk. You don't be foolish. Especially if you have a family. Yeah, don't just quit your job and pray and hope it works. No, you probably have to keep your job. Maybe you change to a part-time job, right? But you, gotta, you must be sure that you can pay your rent and pay your food at least, right? The other thing is, when you're starting a new business, if you don't have much money if, if you, and you have no experience, then start a business that's very simple that you can start with no money or very little money. You know, some people, like their first business, I get, a lot of people do this. They think, oh, my first business, I'll open a restaurant. Man, that is a dangerous, high-risk thing to do. 
very high risk. Uh, especially because a lot of people do this. They have no experience in the restaurant business. It's a hard business. Now, if you if you have a lot of experience with food and restaurants, you know, maybe you are a manager of a restaurant and you really know a lot about it, well, then it's less risk. But it's still a very expensive thing to do. It's expensive to open a restaurant. And... It's a very tough business if you don't know what you're doing. So, in general, I'd say it's it's a bad first business for most people. Start something easier and much more cheaply and then get more experience. And then later, maybe you can do the higher risk stuff. That's my advice. Ah, uh, Fukdin says, uh, san <laughs> what do you think about the phrase, to know what you love, you have to love what you do first. Many young people change jobs a lot because they want more money. They don't focus on learning. I agree. Now, changing jobs a lot is totally fine. I, I, I recommend it. <laughs> but the reason for changing jobs is important. Don't change jobs just for money. Change jobs, like like he's saying, change jobs to learn something new at the next job. Change jobs to hopefully go to a job you enjoy more, that you love more, to find work that you really love. Leave a job when you're unhappy, not, but not, not focused on the money. You need some money, of course, I know that, but... But overall, focusing on the quality. Yeah, well, Christy, good point, Christy. It's important to have quality relationships with our children. We have to invest our time with them. Yeah, that's most important. And th- this is a good example of one. And relationships in general require both. They, you, you have to have both. You need quality, means that you're really listening. There's a lot of uh, love and care and enjoyment together, taking care of each other. And, 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 you also need time together. So this is, a, this is actually a, a good example of something where quantity is also important. It's, it's not enough just to have, you know, there's this phrase in English, quality time, quality time with your children, quality time with your family. And unfortunately, it became an excuse. It became a reason to spend less time with family and thinking, well, I'll only spend a short time, but it'll be really good. It's good to have quality time, but you need a lot of time, right? With your children, you need huge amounts of time. Quality, only quality is not enough. You need both. You need high quality and a lot of time. Same with your wife or your husband. Same with your closest friends. In relationships, you need a lot of time. That's why you can't have a huge number of close friends. Not really close because there's not enough time. So you need both. Yeah, that's a good, it's a good point where in some things, especially relationships, they're, they're actually connected. They're not opposites. That the quality, just spending a lot of time together makes a relationship better. You get to know each other more. You trust each other more because you're around each other a lot, doing a lot of things together. That's part of it. It's an important part. Yeah, like Angela bought a nice 
I like this. She says, maybe quality of life is peace, joy, gratitude. Yes. Wonderful. Good points. All three. Nice. Yeah, like Abdullah again talking about the money part. We don't need to be great to start, but we have to start to be great. Nice little phrase. A nice little sentence. I like it. Yeah, like if you're trying to start your own business, for example, or even just a career, starting is the key thing. You're not going to be super good in the beginning. You know, my business was very successful very fast, but still six months, right? Not not the first day, not the first month it wasn't. Uh, the first few months it was not very successful. I mean, I was super happy because it was just even the little success, I was very happy. But... um but it still took about six months to really replace my job where I could quit my job. That's actually very fast. Uh, I'd say for a lot of businesses, you, probably a couple of years to do that. So you've got to start because you so much you have a lot of learning to do when you're starting a business, especially for the first time. Uh, you know, so much of the first few years, you're learning, 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 learning. So you have to start. A lot of people haven't the idea in their head. They have to learn first, then start. No, 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 no. You start, then you learn. You learn by doing. This is nice. N says, I'm tutoring my niece these days. We listen to you. And after that, I make mini stories about you. <laughs> Those are funny. It's a quality time for both of us. I enjoy my job. She enjoys her class. Very nice. Yes. Excellent. Yeah, Enrique says, I live uh, on less than $5 a week. That's impressive. It's really hard. Yeah, that's a, that's a low amount. $5 a week, but guess what? It's hard, but look at that financial discipline you have. That is some extreme financial discipline in any country. That's excellent, man. That's fantastic. So now all you need to do, increase the amount you make a little bit. You don't have to be a millionaire, right? If you are living on $5 a week, if you can do that, you have that discipline, then if you make $100 a week, if you make $50 a week, Let's just say 50. If you can make $50 a week, you're making 10 times what you need. You'll be saving $45 a week then. That will give you a huge amount of financial freedom. Right? You'll be saving, you know, let's say you make 55 a week. So you save 50. You can save 200 a month. In six months, you'll have so much money compared to your living expenses. In six months of saving 200 a month, you'll have such a big amount of savings for you compared to your expenses. That's a giant amount of freedom you'll have. And this will, you'll have no financial stress then. Okay? You don't always have to live on $5 a week. You know, I don't live in my car anymore. But, I'm glad I did because it gave me so much financial discipline. So think about this, Enrique. You're training yourself. Right now, you are developing, you are creating a huge amount of financial discipline. Now go and make a little more money. Figure out how to make a little more, not a huge amount, but a little more, and start saving, saving, saving like crazy. And then you're going to feel like, oh, wow, it won't feel hard anymore. You'll feel like, I've got so much money saved. I could live five years without working now. It's a nice feeling. Try it.
yeah, like Abrar is exactly right. Very nicely said. Mental strength is like a ladder for financial strength. Yes. And it's kind of uh, connected to yesterday's movie club lesson where it begins in the mind. The mental strength, that discipline that like Enrique is developing. That is the, it is the ladder. It is what will bring you up to that financial power. Enrique has amazing financial discipline now. All he needs to do now is find a way to make more. And he can use the same discipline to now learn some other useful skills, to find work that will pay a little more, but still keep that discipline. And then soon, his, uh, his income will be so much higher than what he's spending. That's the key. And he can use, what will he do with the extra money? Well, first, just save it. It's kind of like insurance. After saving it, what can he do next? Well, he could start a business. He could buy assets. He could invest. There's many things he could do. And then in a few years, he's financially free because of the mental discipline. Yeah, Zosalina's got a nice comment here. I think happiness is somewhere between peace with yourself who, and who you are and focus on what you love and the effort to achieve it with a good heart. Nicely said. All those are very nice. Those three elements are all important. Yeah, Namaz says, quality of learning is concentration, concentrating, hard work, and committing, don't quitting. Yes. Nice. Sic parvus magna, which I believe is Latin, means greatness comes from small beginnings. Hmm. There's a nice saying. Greatness comes from small beginnings. That's why I always fix my posture every day. I try to put on my, put a f smile, a grin on my face, even when I'm in agony. Agony, good, nice word there. Means pain. Greatness comes from small beginnings. The beginning is small. The beginning feels small. It's little things you do that eventually lead to greatness. Enrique living on $5 a week seems small it will lead to greatness yeah Aaron's got a nice point actually in life it's not that complicated the things we have to do the rules are so easy they're so obvious all we have to do is learning and seeing the things we should do yeah you're right simplicity right good point Oh, I got a super chat from Vanu Rodriguez. Thank you very much. That's very nice of you. Thank you. Okay, Booyah is asking about the IPA. Um... International Phonetic Alphabet. What's the best way to learn the IPA? Should I focus in just one sound for a week? Should I practice the sound isolated? I don't even teach it and I don't even learn it. I, I don't know the IPA myself. I mean, I kind of know it. I think when I was in grad school, I had to study it for a little bit. But I honestly, I don't find it useful. So I, I, don't, I don't use it. 
So I don't really have advice. My advice is listen more instead of spending time on the IPA. Listen. If you want to hear the sounds of English, for example, you know, I know like, let's say a Japanese learner, there's many different sounds in English that are not in Japanese. How do they learn it? Do they learn it through this phonetic alphabet? Not really. Not really, because you can kind of try to study it, but the problem is, how do you say it correctly? Right? Just because you see it, you know, the upside down E, uh, uh, just because you see it doesn't mean you're going to hear it correctly or say it correctly. So where do you learn to say it correctly? How do you hear it correctly? From audio, from listening. So I think it's much more benefit to just listen to audios with, and you have the text, like audiobooks, like my lessons, anything like that and listen carefully for the pronunciation and I, I don't know that, that's my advice I don't think the IP is very useful at all it's just another un, unnecessary step that makes it more complicated okay so this is uh, Giovanni Berisi asks do you recommend starting your own business working on your own behalf or working for other people because my friends try to deter me, deter me, this means, you know, discourage me from making it because it's difficult. Well, I don't, I don't, uh, none. <laughs> it depends on you. This is the key thing. So it, everyone's actually different. And uh, I've learned this actually with some time now that it really depends on you and your personality. Okay, if you are an entrepreneur, someone who wants to start their own business, and that's really your personality. You will never be happy in a job. Okay, I was never, never, never happy in a job. Never. And I could never be. Okay, I had to start my own business. But I've learned there are other people who are the opposite. There are people who just are not happy doing their own business. They are much happier as employees, like your friends probably. You know, they like the security and it is easier. It's easier. They, as an employee, you don't have to make so many decisions. As an employee, someone tells you what to do. They tell you what your job is. They tell you what you have to do. They tell you when to do it. And uh, a lot of people like that. They like the security. They like that it's simple and easy. So the question is, Giovanni, which are you? You have to decide this yourself. If you are really unhappy working at a job, being an employee, if you know that you are an entrepreneur, that you love that, that you want that control, that freedom, you like the idea of making all those decisions, you like the idea of no boss, and it excites you, that it doesn't seem like hard extra work for you, it seems like it's going to be much more enjoyable work, then you must do it. Start your own business. So, yeah, most people are employees, so your friends are n never going to understand. Because for them, it is more difficult. For them, it would be more scary, but maybe not for you. So that's my advice. You got to figure it out and do what's going to make you happy, not them. Yeah, this is nice from Hickmanson. When it comes to relationships among people, the key is maximizing those moments of selflessness and putting the focus on that other person or group of people. Indeed. 
focusing on giving and listening and helping. Yes. <laughs> Clepy says, when I was young, I made a lot of mistakes. I was like a mule. It's like a donkey. I worked very hard. No vacation, no rest, focusing too much on money. Fortunately, I got coached by you, AJ. Huge difference. <laughs> Good. Thanks, Cleefy. Yeah, like Namaz says, money is a tool for life and nothing else. Why should we be slaves to money? Exactly. It's just a tool, something to use. Use it well. That's the key. Yeah, like Nasser's right about this, even conversations can be good quality. When I practice English speaking with people, I can feel some of my conversations are not good quality. Well, indeed, yes, that's right. And even in your own language, right? You, you know, sometimes you have a conversation with someone, they are not really listening, or maybe you're not really listening. You're thinking about something else, maybe you're stressed about something, and the connection's not that good. It's not a very good conversation. Other times, you're having a really good conversation. You're both listening very carefully to each other. You're both very interested in the conversation. And you have a really deep and meaningful conversation that's a high-quality one. So, yeah, that's right. Good point. Yeah, Pablo says, money's not bad. Just don't search for happiness in money. Enjoy the process of having abundance in other important things in life, relationships, etc. Exactly. Money's not bad. It's not inherently good. It's a tool, you know, like food. Is food bad? Is food good? It depends. It depends on what you eat, how much you eat, when you eat, right? It can make you stronger and healthier. It can make you unhealthy and fat, right? Well, money's a lot like this, too. Is money bad or good? Neither one. It's how do you use it? How do you get it? How do you use it? How do you think about it? If you do it in a healthy way where you have control and then it can give you more choices and more opportunities, you can enjoy it a lot. But if you become too greedy, you think it's going to make you happy, you focus on it too much, you do things that make you unhappy just to get money, well, then money can make you very unhappy. So that's all. It's just, it's how you think about it. And that's why I like our next book. Our next book, uh, Your Money or Your Life, is very much about this. It's on one hand, very philosophical about these kind of idea of how you think about money and uh, using money to make yourself happier. And on the other hand, it's very practical because there's some actually just, you know, basic math and formulas for exactly how to get more financial freedom. So it's practical and philosophical. It's a very nice book. <laughs> Rim says, uh, some students don't pay attention to their teacher. They want to pass the tests without aiming at even learning. They just want to pass. Yeah, this is the problem of school and the school system. Is this uh, like dog training? It's like training a dog, you know, and the reward is just the grades, A, B, C, D, F. 
so that after years of this, the students don't even care about learning, really. They just want the grade. They just want that A. They just want the, the number on their grade point average. They don't, so they will only learn something that is on the test. They don't care if it's interesting or useful or meaningful. They only care about, oh, I just got to get the, the number, the grade. Yeah, and that's the result of the school system. The sort of the mind control of the school system eventually destroying the students' desire to learn, their enjoyment of learning, where they don't even care about it anymore. Okay, uh, rest of Rem's comment. Rem says also, they complain the teacher doesn't teach them well. Well, indeed. Well, you know, it's... They complain um, because they only care about the test, right? The kind of classic question in these cl- in the school is, you know, will this be on the test? Will this be on the test? Will this be on the test? I, I heard it so many times when I was younger. People asking this question, will this be on the test? Thinking that the only important thing to learn was something for the test. Totally focus on the test only. Not, is this interesting? Not, is this important? Not, is this meaningful? No, no, no. Will it be on the test? It's an idiotic mentality on both sides because we also have to blame teachers and schools for this because they create this mindset in the students. You know, the students don't start this way when they're very young. They're curious and want to learn. But after years of this, after years of this system, well, of course, but when they reach middle school, high school, university, well, they've been in this system now 10 years, 12 years, or 16 years, whatever. And, uh, the true desire for learning is almost gone and they're only focused on the rules of the game. It just becomes a game, the school game. And so ultimately, we must blame the schools and the teachers for this. They created it, right? Because what do the teachers do? The teachers do the same thing. The teachers use the grades to control the students. The teachers say, you know, if you, know, if you don't behave, then you get a lower mark, right? They use the grades as a little weapon against the students, right? Pay attention or else you're going to get a bad grade on the test. So, ultimately, I blame teachers and the schools for this. Not so much the students. The students are like Brave New World. You know, from a too young age, they were sort of mind-controlled in this whole system. So, yeah, of course, eventually, that's all they care about is the number. And this is one of the great evils of school. Hey, <laughs> Akan, nice. Akan says, I appreciate you and have been following your system for years. After I followed your system, I got married in two years with an English teacher. See, that's one way to do it. And now I'm so happy. I think it's quality of life. Very nice, Akan. Just marry an English teacher. You'll, uh, your English will improve. It's a nice story, though. Very nice. Yeah, Zohar with a nice comment. The most beautiful things are not associated with money. They are memories and moments. If you don't celebrate those, they can pass you by. Very well said. Nice. 
Okay, a couple more, and then... Um, then I've got to go. Uh, let's see, I can't read the Russian letters here, but uh, so I'm not going to try. <laughs> uh, what is happiness for you now? Are you satisfied with your life? What else would you like to achieve? Yes, quite, quite satisfied and happy right now. It's my family, my children, my wife. Um, you know, it's just simple stuff for me now. Uh, you know, I've got a good amount of financial freedom, which is wonderful. But I enjoy my work. I enjoy doing this for you all. I really love it, which is why I continue to do it. And, uh, you know, it's just spending time with my babies, my wife, going for a walk, basic exercising, trying to eat well, fasting. It's really simple stuff, guys. Really, none of it requires a huge amount of money. And all of these things I'm very satisfied with, very happy. You know, what else would I like to do? I don't need to do anything else to be happy, but in life we have to be active, right? To stay alive, we have to take actions and do things. So uh, right now, Japanese, learning Japanese, it's it's a nice mental challenge because um, I do like to balance. I like to have some kind of challenge in my life. Just uh, keeps me strong mentally and keeps my mind active, keeps my body active. And... Uh, for me right now that's Japanese learning Japanese is the the mental challenge and it's a big challenge and then also just some basic exercise stuff and the children are quite a challenge right now so these things having you know positive meaningful challenges in your life having good relationships stay, you know try to keep yourself as healthy as you can these things pretty simple really think about it none of that requires a lot of money I don't need expensive stuff I don't need a big house I don't need a car uh, yeah yeah Abraham and Lee's right about this if you can't find purpose in your life just have kids instant purpose kids will give you your children will give you an instant purpose that is true they will In says, AJ, cut my old friend off. So we say cut off a friend means they're not friends anymore. Because she, when she came over, she was on her cell phone all the time. Our friendship had no quality anymore. I couldn't stand her. Do you think I was selfish? No, you were smart. That was the right thing to do. There's no point. No point. These people are like zombies with their phones. So no, no, no. Find high, higher quality friends. Ah, booyah, with a follow-up question. So listening and repeating and shadowing is better than learning the IPA. Yes. Absolutely yes. Listening, repeating, shadowing. Much better for pronunciation than trying to learn the IPA. Yeah. I know that some, again, a school thing, they love that IPA. I found it boring and not particularly useful. It doesn't help in my opinion because even like let's say there's a sound in um, I'll, 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 I'll give you an example uh, a Thai the Thai language okay Thai has tones and um, you know I could look there's a way of writing the tones 
in in even using Latin letters, you can put a little mark over the letter to show the tone. You know, ah, 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 right? But it doesn't didn't help me. <laughs> didn't help at all because I still I can look at it. I have the idea, but I really don't know what it sounds like. Just looking at this writing system, it didn't it didn't help me understand Thai pronunciation at all. The only thing that helped was to hear a Thai speaker. You know, an audio or a Thai person saying it, and then I could start. And it took a lot of hours. You know, it took many hours just to hear the tones, just to hear them. I still can't say them correctly, but just even the the first step of actually hearing the tones, not just the idea, but really hearing the difference, took many many hours. And you know, probably now I've forgotten, but. Uh, I could go back, and the only way I could get that is by a lot of hours of listening to Thai speakers. So I, it's the same for you in English. You better to spend your time not on the IPA, not, not on some written alphabet thing, but on the audio, because then you're really hearing it. Right? It's not an idea; it's the reality of what it really sounds like. So that's my best advice. Okay, let's take one more, and then I'm gonna go take care of babies and listen to some Japanese tonight. Hopefully, uh, hopefully, my quality of listening tonight will be better. <laughs> Uh, let's see. We'll follow up with Preeti here. What's the most important thing in life? Money, achievement. Are they both equal? They complement each other. After all, what is real success? First you succeed, then you gain money. First earn money, after that you succeed. So I guess what you're meaning by succeed here is you're talking about like a uh, achieving excellence in something, right? I, I, I'm just guessing that's what you mean when you're saying achievement. So becoming really good at something. And then the other thing is just making money from it. Uh, well, overall, I'd say focus on being excellent. Focus on being really great. If you become really, really great at something, something useful, you're probably going to make enough money from it. You might not become super rich, but you'll make enough. I mean, even me, I became really good at English teaching and then I... Then I started making more money. Even just as a regular teacher in schools, I got better jobs. I got paid more. I got more job offers because I was much better. When I first started, I didn't know what I was doing. I was not very good and uh, therefore didn't make that much money. And this is, this is true for anybody, you know, like a chef, who you know, cooking, a chef. Well, if you're not a good chef, how are you going to make a lot of money as a chef if you're not very good? Maybe you could start a business and hire a good chef, <laughs> but that means you have to be good at business. So you still have to be good at something. You have to be good at business. Um, so, But if you're in the area of cooking and being a chef, well, I'd say first you have to focus on learning and becoming an excellent chef. Become a great chef, and then you will make more money. Will you become a billionaire? Maybe not. But you probably will make enough money, plenty of money. 
and then you could maybe start your own restaurant. You have many choices. If you're really good, you have more choices. You have more choices when you're really good at something. You can work for other people and they'll pay you more because you're really good. Or you could become a freelancer and get paid more because you're really good. Or you could even start your own business in that area and again, make good money and have a successful business because you're really good. So overall, especially for younger people, focus first on being really good. Focus first on being really, really good at your job, at the skill or the skills at what you're doing. Become excellent. Become one of the best. And the money will follow. It will. Too many people when they're young, you know, they're 22 and they already think they should make a lot of money. But why should they make a lot of money? They're not good at anything. They're not good. They're not that good. There's nothing special about them. So they have this mindset. They have an attitude. They think they should make a lot, but nobody will pay them a lot. Why not? Well, they're not because they're not very good. There's nothing special. You know, I have, I know a few young people like this myself. (laughs) Uh, Family members, you know, they're in their 20s and they're quite upset that they're not making a lot of money at their jobs, but they're not very good. They don't have any special skills. They don't have much experience. So, of course, they're not making much money. And instead of complaining about the money, the money, and constantly trying to find some job that will pay a lot more, which is not going to happen, what they should do is focus on being really good, becoming excellent at something. Spend your, you know, especially when you're young or or even if you're not young, but just the beginning of your career, when you're beginning in a, a new area, you know, a new field, a new job, a new career, you've got to spend the first several years just getting really good, getting a lot of experience, improving yourself constantly, learning and learning, becoming great. And then you can start thinking about making a lot of money. The money comes second. Usually, unless you just get lucky. Okay, guys, that's all. I've got to go and take care of some babies. And our challenge begins August 1st, three days. When was this? 30, 31. Yeah, three days. So get on that Gab group. Here's my Gab group. Gab.com. If you follow me, get on my profile here. I'll show you on the screen if you're watching on video. You can see this is my profile on Gab, gab.com slash AJ Hogue. That's my profile. And you will see right at the top of my profile, pinned, that means they're always at the top. Number one, there's a link to our Effortless English group. Join our Effortless English group here. And there's a link. Click it. It goes to the group. And then you join. All right, and then the second post, always pinned at the top also, join the Effortless English Listening and Reading Challenge. Join here free, and there you see another link. You click it, and you go to the page. This is where you sign up. You can see here on this page, there's a box. You click Listening if you want to join the Listening Challenge. You click the Reading if you want to join that. You can join both, and you click here. It says Enroll. And then you'll, it'll ask you to make an account, give your name and your email address. That's it. That's how you join. We've got a lot of people in there now. 
So there's a lot of us doing this challenge. So get over there, go to Gab, gab.com, AJ Hogue, and you'll see both those links to follow me, to get our get in our group, and join the challenge, which starts in just three days. We're gonna max we're gonna make a big improvement, guys. So it goes August 1st, ending end of no end of November. That's right, four months. So we got August, September, October, and November. Four months of maximum listening and reading. At the end of that four months, I expect all of us to make big improvements, including myself with Japanese. Until then, lots of love to you and join my VIP program, Commit, Don't Quit. You will speak fluently. You will speak effortlessly. Commit, don't quit to my Effortless English program at EffortlessEnglishClub.com. Go there now to EffortlessEnglishClub.com.